I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer, the number one rated gun rights podcast in the world. And that's not me saying it. That's uh, Feedspot that rates these kind of things. So we're very proud of that. But let me go on so you understand why we're the number one rated podcast. First of all, I'm adding a feature to the show. At the end of every show, I'm going to tell you what is the gun owner fuck-up of the week. And that's because in the profession that I'm in, I see these mistakes that are made, and it's just, you know, shake my head. And I figure I'm going to let you, my beloved listeners, uh, uh, know this so that you don't have to repeat this mistake, so that you don't make the the same dumbass mistake that this person or persons made, and you can learn from it. And uh, I think it'll be very useful and helpful so uh, less folks fall into the uh, traps and this whole uh, area that's fraught with peril, and uh, you can uh, navigate through it better. Now, one of the things that has come up a lot, particularly in my practice, is somebody gets their carry, which is great. We can finally get carry in New Jersey. But, of course, the question is then, well, what do I need to know? Where can I not carry? Are there things I need to be aware of when I carry? And what I want to do here in this show is put into one concise show what you need to know, the basics, the fundamentals, the key things you must know when you get your carry license in Jersey so that it is current up to the moment now. Now, what I'm going to talk about may change. It may change because of victories in court where some of these things may be, or, or even most of these things may be found unconstitutional. But right now, this moment, today, what I'm going to tell you is current and what you need to do and what you need to know so you don't get into trouble with your new carry permit. So let's jump into that right away. And let's start with, you got your carry permit, you pass the qualifications, you jump through the hoops, but there you go. You have this thing that, you know, a number of years ago, no one would even think was possible to get in New Jersey. Now, you want to utilize it in a way so that you don't get into trouble and it becomes a nightmare for you instead of a uh, glorious ability to finally defend yourself and not be a victim, but rather a defender. So what do we need to know first? Well, first, the holster. So New Jersey requires that you have a specific type of holster. And the holster must be either a device or sheath. It has to securely retain the handgun. Okay, so it has to hold it securely. And at a minimum, it must conceal and protect the main body of the firearm. And it must maintain the firearm in a consistent and accessible position and render the trigger covered and inaccessible while the handgun is fully seated in the holster. So that is the holster you need. And it does not need to have notice, uh, thumb brakes 
or straps, anything like that. But it does have to conceal the main body of the firearm. So like a slide type holster isn't going to isn't going to fly. And it has to completely uh, cover the uh, trigger. So that's not exposed. You start with having the proper holster. Now, your handgun is now in a proper holster. Of course, you have to carry concealed in New Jersey. You, the open carry is not permitted unless your security, you know, SORA, and you have written permission for that. Other than that, no open carry, so you're concealed. And now there is imposed upon a New Jersey permit to carry holder what is called a duty to disclose. Please make sure you recognize there is a duty to disclose. Do not make this mistake. Do not fall into this trap. What is duty to disclose? It means that if you're a holder of a permit to carry a handgun and you are stopped or detained by a law enforcement officer, so stopped or detained by a law enforcement officer, while carrying your handgun in public, so that could mean even walking on the street, or traveling with your handgun in a motor vehicle, okay, you are required to immediately, and the word is immediately, disclose to the law enforcement officer that you're carrying the handgun. Or disclose to the officer that the handgun is stored in the vehicle. So even if you're just transporting a case and unloaded to the range, but you're a permit holder, you must disclose that you have the firearm in the vehicle. That handgun must be disclosed, whether you're carrying it concealed on your person in the holster, loaded, etc., or whether you're carrying it cased, unloaded, as you would normally go to the range, even without a carry permit. But because you have a carry permit, you must disclose to the officer. And you must display the permit to carry a handgun. Both those things. If you fail to disclose, it's a felony-level offense, fourth-degree crime, 18 months in state's prison for your failure to disclose. If you fail to display the carry permit, in other words, you don't have it on your person and you're carrying that handgun, you're looking at up to six months in the county jail. So make sure you disclose and carry with you your carry permit and display it. Now, if you are, in fact, uh, detained by a law enforcement officer as part of a criminal investigation, you're also required to provide your handgun to the law enforcement officer upon request. If he asks to see your handgun or she asks to see your handgun, you have to turn it over to them for purposes of inspecting that handgun. If you fail to turn the handgun over to the law enforcement officer, that too is a fourth-degree crime, felony level, 18 months, state's prison. So make sure you fully understand you have a duty to disclose, you have a duty to display your permit, and you have a duty to turn over your handgun to the officer in a criminal investigation if the officer requests it. Now, there are certain things that New Jersey just bans outright when someone is carrying a handgun. If you are carrying your handgun, it is fourth-degree crime, year-and-a-half state's prison, to use or consume 
alcohol, cannabis, or a controlled dangerous substance, CDS, while carrying a handgun. So you're carrying a handgun, you can't consume or use alcohol or drugs. If you're carrying a handgun, you cannot be under the influence of alcohol or drugs while carrying. So you can't use it, consume it, or be under the influence. You also cannot carry the handgun outside of a holster or carry the handgun in public in a holster that doesn't meet the requirements. So those holster requirements, if you fail to meet those ones we discussed at the beginning of the show, you're looking at year and a half in state's prison. Make sure you have the right holster. You cannot carry more than two firearms at one time. Two are the maximum number of handguns. There shall be only two. This is starting to sound like the Monty Python routine, you know, with the holy hand grenade. Two shall be two, not more than three. Right, but it's two. Two handguns, that's it. You can't do a John Bianchi and have 40 handguns hidden all over your body. No more than two. And lastly, you can't engage in an unjustified display of a handgun. Now, what does that even mean? It's very vague. But essentially, it goes back to what I've talked about. Don't use your gun as a magic wand. Okay, It's not a magic wand that you wave around, that you use to intimidate, that you use to impress, that you use to uh, make a point when you're talking. No, no, no. Leave it in the proper holster, and it is only removed when you are justified in doing so. Failure to do that, all those things that we just discussed there, Felony level offense, fourth degree, year and a half, state's prison. Now that you know that, you must also know what we call in the trade the sensitive places. In the hissy fit that the state of New Jersey had after the Bruin decision, where they realized they have to issue carry permits now, they decided to try to create an entire barrage of places that were off limits for the permit holder. Now, many of these, most of these, are being battled in court as we speak, battled as unconstitutional restrictions on our right to keep and bear arms. But you need to be aware of these sensitive places. You cannot carry your handgun in these sensitive places. If you do, you are looking at felony-level offense yet again. So what are the places? Let's review them. Let's talk about them. So this way you don't inadvertently end up in a sensitive place and then unlawfully in possession of your handgun facing state prison time. So the following places, these are the following places that are prohibited. These places include in or upon any part of the buildings, grounds, or parking areas um, other than a brief incidental entry into the property or lawfully carrying a firearm under 39.6. So the exemptions here are if you are just temporarily, just briefly in the parking area, and then we're going to talk about how you need to secure your firearm if you end up in that, or if you are still within an exemption under 39.6, then the sensitive places don't apply. And that's very important to understand that exemption because 39.6 were the classic exemptions that we relied upon before Bruin, before the carry killer law, before the 25 sensitive places, before any of this. It was the exemptions 
by which we possessed firearms, and those exemptions still apply. Most importantly are the exemptions for possession in one's home or possession in one's place of business, if it's actually your place of business, meaning one that you own, okay, or if you're uh, transporting between residences while moving, or if you're going to a place of repair for the firearm, or if you're transporting to the target range or uh, going hunting. These are the classic 39.6 exemptions. They still apply, and they can override even sensitive places if you are solidly within those exemptions. Now, let's take a look at sensitive places themselves. So, first of all, any place that is is it owned or leased or under the control of the state or county or municipal government for the purpose of government administration, including but not limited to police stations? So basically, don't take your gun to the police station ever. It's prohibited. Don't bring your gun to the police station. Don't bring your gun to any government administrative type building, etc. Those places are a prohibited sensitive place. You cannot bring your handgun. Uh, even with a carry permit, you cannot bring it to a courthouse or a courtroom or other premises used to conduct judicial or court administrative proceedings or functions. So anything to do with the courts, stay away. Do not bring a firearm there. A state, county, or municipal correctional institution or a juvenile justice facility or jail or government in entity used for detention of criminal, of criminal suspects, right. I don't think that's a tough one to understand. Don't bring your gun to jail. Don't bring your gun to prison. Okay, we're clear on that one? I hope so. State-controlled, state-contracted halfway house. Now, there are these state-contracted halfway houses. Halfway houses are where people that are let out on a sentence or maybe part of a sentence where they're doing it in this controlled house where they still have to report back and stay, et cetera. They're called halfway houses. How are you going to identify that they're a halfway house? I don't know. It's not like halfway houses have big neon signs flashing, hey, we're, we're a state-contracted halfway house, but don't bring your gun to a halfway house. You also cannot bring your gun to a location being used as a polling place during which the conduct of an election and or at places used for the storage or tabulation of ballots or a place where they're, uh, where they're conducting election fraud. No, I'm just kidding about election fraud. Uh, don't bring your gun to any place where there is uh, polling or voting. Stay away with guns from that. You also cannot bring a firearm to within 100 feet of a place where a public gathering a demonstration or event is held for which a government permit is required during the conduct of such gathering, demonstration, or event. So think about this. How the hell are we supposed to know whether this gathering required a permit or not? And by the way, it's not that they actually had to get a permit. It's just that one was required. So even if the gathering is illegal and required a permit, it doesn't matter. You can't st still have your, 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 your firearm there. You, you cannot be within 100 feet of this gathering that required a permit. So you better know all the gathering laws in every town, every municipality, as to when a permit's needed and when it's not. Because if you're within 100 feet of one of them, well, you got a problem. You 
cannot have your firearm at a school, at a college, at a university, or other educational institution, and on any school bus. You cannot have it at a child care facility, including a daycare center. You cannot have it at a nursery school, a preschool, a zoo, or a summer camp. I love that they put zoo right in there. Maybe it belongs right in there. But keep in mind, anything having to do with schools, etc., nursery schools, daycares, child facilities, even up to colleges and universities, no guns. They are sensitive places. You cannot have your firearm at a park, a beach, a recreation facility, or area, or playground owned or controlled by state, county, or local government, or any part of such place which is designated as a gun-free zone by the government authority based on considerations of public safety. What we also call that is a victim disarmament zone or uh, also called a soft target zone. But regardless, you can't have your gun there. And that prohibition uh, is one of our sensitive places. So don't fall into that trap. Be careful and avoid violating the sensitive place. Now, again, all this is under litigation. We've gone back and forth on this. I think ultimately we're going to win, but for now, that is the law. So beware. You cannot have your handgun or firearm at a youth sporting event during and immediately preceding and following the conduct of that event, except that it doesn't apply to youth sporting events in which there's a firearm shooting competition. Oh, how nice. At least they're not banning firearms from firearm shooting competitions. That would be real tough to have a firearm shooting competition without a firearm. But beware of youth sporting events, and uh, both before and after are prohibited places by their nature. A publicly owned library or museum is also a sensitive place and prohibited. Now, we're going to continue with this, and we're going to make sure you're fully aware of where you can't carry so that even though we're in this transition phase here of actually finally being able to get a permit, the battle is now to expand the places that we can actually exercise our Second Amendment rights. And that is where the State Association, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, is at the forefront of the battle. They are litigating as we speak in federal court. My uh, good friend and colleague, Dan Schmutter, and I have uh, helped out whenever I can, and this battle is uh, ongoing. We had excellent, excellent results in front of the great Judge Bum in federal court. It's now in the appellate court, and I suspect we're going to win and win big, but it takes time, and this fight is on. And I can tell you that this group, the State Association, is the number one gun rights group in New Jersey fighting for your rights. And you can see it in both the challenge to these outrageous sensitive place restrictions and the challenge to the assault firearm and large capacity so-called large-capacity magazine ban, so-called assault firearm, which, of course, is simply modern sporting rifles and 
standard capacity magazines. But nonetheless, the fight is on. And those terms, assault firearm and large capacity magazine, are out, are actually terms in the law. So when I are when I'm forced to call them by those ridiculous names, it's because that is actually the term used in law that the propagandists for the anti-gunners were able to get through and put into law. But we're fighting them and challenging them, and we are just doing great through the state association, your state association, the uh, NRA affiliate for New Jersey, and you need to be a member of this group. If you're not a member of the association, please join. Go to anjrpc.org, be part of the solution, and you can follow, get all the updates, and you can see the great progress as we gain liberty and gain freedom like never before. So make sure you do that. I also want to mention our really great friends at We Shoot. Now, We Shoot is a indoor range in Lakewood. They're the greatest bunch of folks there. I love We Shoot. I got my certification for my carry permit at We Shoot. We Shoot can get you what you need to get licensed. They have great training. They have a great facility. They have a lot of fun events. It is a family-friendly place. Everybody is welcome. Uh, this, there's no gun snobbery at We Shoot. Go there. You will be so impressed. And I'm not just saying that. I mean it. I've been there. I take my family there. It is a real endorsement from a genuine love of this place. Okay, folks, for real. Check out WeShootUSA.com, a great website, great bunch of folks. It's centrally located right there in Lakewood. You just can't beat it. We need our ranges so bad. We need places to shoot. Without that, how are we ever going to practice or have any place to even use our guns? Please check out We Shoot. You'll see what I mean. Anybody that goes there, I get calls, Evan, they call me, Evan, man, I went to these, hey, we're the greatest. I, I said, what I tell you? Really, it's true. You'll, you'll be so impressed. So check out We Shoot. And finally, I will now shamelessly plug my book, which is New Jersey Gun Law. It's the Bible of New Jersey Gun Law. It's over 500 pages. It explains 120 New Jersey Gun Law topics in question and answer format so that Anyone can understand it, even you. I'm just joking about that. Even you can understand it, though, uh, because that's how I wrote it. I wanted to make it user-friendly. I wanted it so that this insane matrix of gun laws can be understood so that you don't have to become a victim of New Jersey gun laws and you can navigate this insanity. And the other thing about the book is it has the newest, greatest feature right on the front cover is the QR code that you scan. And when you scan that, you for free, 100% free, join my subscriber portal base. You get automatic news within 24 hours of the latest updates to any gun laws, attorney general changes, court decisions, you name it. You're going to know. This keeps the book current. You have access to all the old updates. They're all numbered. So when you buy this book, it stays current, 100% current. And that's my mission. Keep this book current so that every New Jersey gun owner can have the current 
gun laws because it's such a dynamic uh, situation here. And a lot of it becomes positive, believe it or not. It's not always negative. We, we win a lot of things, make a lot of changes. And you want to know. You want to know. And I'm out there to tell you. And it's this show and those updates and my whole life, my calling, what I do. Please pick up a copy of New Jersey Gun Law, 25th Anniversary Edition. Join by scanning that portal. And you too can stay informed. And not only that, you have it in writing. You have it in writing from an attorney whose whole life is dedicated to this subject, writing it. So you know you can rely on it when you have it in writing. And when someone challenges you, you can say, no, 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 right here, read the book. The guy that knows, here's what he said. Boom. You can win a lot of bar bets with that too. But anyway, go to evannappen.com and get your copy of New Jersey Gun Law. Okay, hey, welcome back to Gun Lawyer, and let's continue with our stroll down the sensitive places. Ooh, be careful when you're strolling in sensitive places. Be careful. So we are going to be careful, and let's take a look now at the sensitive places of shelters for homeless. There's this whole litany of, like, shelters that they put in the sensitive, it's almost like silliness, but shelter for homeless, emergency shelter for homeless, basic center shelter, shelter for homeless or runaway youth, children's shelter, child care shelter, shelter for victims of domestic violence, or any shelter licensed by or under control of the Juvenile Justice Commission or the Department of Children and Families. Okay, I guess we can't carry in shelters, huh? Yeah, okay. Uh, and how do you know it's a shelter? I don't know. Do they have those blinking neon signs? I don't think so. But bottom line is, do not carry in shelters. Guess what else is prohibited? Community residence for persons with developmental disabilities, head injuries, or terminal illnesses, or any other residential setting licensed by the Department of Human Services. So again, look at that neon sign. Community residence for persons with developmental disability. Of course, that's not there. But don't inadvertently end up in one of those places carrying your gun. Here's an important one. Real significant because it constantly comes up. You cannot carry in a bar or restaurant where alcohol is served and any other site or facility where alcohol is sold for consumption on the premises. So beware. The bar or restaurant where alcohol is served or any other site where it's sold for consumption. And of course, people say, well, what if it's bring your own? What if it's bring your own? You know, it's not. Well, is alcohol being served there? Well, I. it's not other site where it's sold for consumption on the premises, but that clause, does it mean it has to be sold even though the first part says where it's served only? And if you have brought your own and you serve it to your spouse or you serve it to your guest, are you serving alcohol at the premises? I don't know. 
But I bet you don't want to become the test case. So look, folks, don't carry when there's booze there. Don't consume it when you're carrying. Don't be under the influence of it when you're carrying. And don't be in a place where there's alcohol either. You're going to have to be conservative about this, not trying to push the envelope. Look, we knocked that out at one point in the lower court. The higher court temporarily reversed that, but I believe we'll be able to hopefully win it back again. But for now, no bars, no restaurants where there's alcohol. Beware. You cannot have your firearm at a class five cannabis retailer or a medical cannabis dispensary, including any consumption areas licensed or permitted by the Cannabis Regulatory Commission. So anywhere there's a weed shop in Jersey run by the government, stay away. Only the government can break the federal law being the largest drug dealer in the state, but you better not have your gun there because then you would be in trouble. So watch out for any kind of uh, cannabis retailer or dispensary. You cannot have your firearm at a privately or publicly owned and operated entertainment facility within the state, including but not limited to a theater, a stadium, a museum, an arena, a racetrack, or other place where performances, concerts, exhibits, games, or contests are held. Again, that was one that we had knocked out and then temporarily put back, and now we're fighting it in the appellate court. But folks, don't carry your gun there. And just think of how obnoxious this is when you had mass shooters hitting movie theaters where they purposely picked theaters where it said no guns allowed so they would have their soft target Victims disarmed, and New Jersey wants to prohibit us from defending ourselves in these places, creating all these vulnerable places to be hit. Why do they do? I mean, look, you know, if you think terrorists are going to attack and where they might want to attack, well, well, Murphy's giving them the list. The, the sensitive places, folks, that's the places to hit because we don't allow guns there. And People are helpless, and that's who they want to kill, the helpless. I mean, think about it. People may say, hey, um, you know, you have these weapons and such. Uh, you know, are you, are you like violent? I said, no, I'm very peaceful. I'm a peaceful person, absolutely peaceful. The only time I would use violence if it's necessary to defend myself or my loved ones, but I'm a peaceful person. But see, if you have no guns, you're not a peaceful person. You're a helpless person. Helpless. I don't want to be helpless, but I do want to be peaceful. But these laws make us helpless. And we're fighting so that we don't have to be helpless anymore. Jersey wants to keep you helpless. But as we fight for your rights, we want you to be peaceful, but not helpless. So beware, though. I also don't want you to become a 
law-abiding criminal and be subject to uh, New Jersey disenfranchising you of your gun rights and incarcerating you for exorbitant and ridiculous draconian sentences that Jersey likes to do. You cannot have your gun in a casino and related facilities, including but not limited to the appurtenant hotels, retail premises, restaurants, bar facilities, and entertainment and recreational venues located within casino property, which would, of course, even include the marinas owned by casinos and other places owned by casinos. Beware, no guns at casinos. And even without this law, the casinos themselves have gotten together in Atlantic City and said no guns. I am boycotting Atlantic City casinos. They're just so anti-gun, they can go to hell, as far as I'm concerned. Not, not dealing with that. And the law at the moment prohibits it, even though we had gotten that one knocked out. Temporarily, it's been put back in place, but we'll see. You cannot have your firearm at a plant or operation that produces, converts, distributes, or stores energy or converts one form of energy to another. What are they even talking about? Like, what, you can't stand by a solar panel? I mean, I don't know. But can't have it those places? What, can't pump gas with your gun? I mean, what? I don't know. It's pretty vague and stupid, but beware. I guess uh, if you're talking about a power plant itself, maybe that makes sense. I don't know. They're nuke plants, sure. Don't, uh, don't want to do that. But hey, it's a prohibited place, beware. You can't have it at an airport or public transportation hub. Airport or public transportation hub. Now, the next set is a whole bunch of health and medical-related places. And some of them will be something that will be of major concern to all of us because of how frequently we must visit these various places, and they include a healthcare facility, including but not limited to a general hospital, a special hospital, a psychiatric hospital, a public health center, a diagnostic center, a treatment center, a rehabilitation center, an extended care facility, a skilled nursing home, a nursing home. What's that, an unskilled nursing home? I don't know. Intermediate care facility. Tuberculosis hospital, a chronic disease hospital, a maternity hospital, an outpatient clinic, a dispensary, an assisted living center, home health care agency, residential treatment facility, residential health care facility, medical office, or ambulatory care facility. Oh boy, look at that list. Well, some important notes in this list. A medical office. Don't go to your doctor with your gun. Don't go there. Ambulatory care facility, don't go there with your gun. And dispensary, wait a minute, isn't that a drugstore? Beware of the pharmacy portion of the drugstore if that's going to be considered a dispensary. And of course, every conceivable hospital they could think of is on the list. Yet, here's an interesting example because once I was uh, presenting about this and a doctor said, look, I can't have a gun in my own medical office. It makes medical offices a sensitive place. Well, since it was the doctor's own medical office, he could have his gun there 
Because remember what I said at the beginning, the 39.6 exemptions still apply regardless of whether it's a sensitive place. And one of those exemptions is possession in one's place of business. So if the doctor owns the office where he's at, then the doctor can have his gun, carry it in his medical office. Now, of course, we can't carry there. It's not our medical office. But you can see how the importance of the 39.6 exemption can still come into play here. You cannot have your handgun at a facility licensed or regulated by the Department of Human Services, Department of Children and Family, or Department of Health, or any other health care facility that provides addiction or mental health treatment or support services. And now there's this little tricky one that I want to explain, and it's the private property prohibition. Now, what New Jersey had and where we're at at this moment, I want to be very careful and so that you understand this. You cannot have your firearm on private property, including but not limited to residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural, institutional, or undeveloped property, unless the owner has provided express consent or has posted a sign indicating it's permissible to carry on the premises. You know, uh, we love gun sign that they put up there. Now, how does this actually work? And first of all, subsection E again of the 39.6 exemptions, your home, possession in home, that's exempted from this sensitive place prohibition. But the other thing that happened is the court in determining the private property prohibition basically established this as follows. The only property, only property that is held open to the public. So if the property is held open to the public, that prohibition is blocked by the court. In other words, if the property is open to the public, you can carry there. You can carry there. Private property that's not open to the public is prohibited unless you have express permission. So let's give an example. So let's say you want to go to your friend's house. Well, your friend has to either say, hey, you can bring your gun, or your friend has to have a, you know, we love gun sign outside, so you know you have express permission to go there. But what if you want to go to a private store? It's a store. It's a convenience store, and it's open to the public. But it's not owned by the government. It's owned by, you know, Wawa, 7-Eleven, whatever. It's still private property. It's owned by an entity. Can you take your gun there? Yes. Why? Because it's open to the public. So property that's private but open to the public, you can carry there. If it's not open to the public, you need the permission either express or by way of a sign. That's how the public property sensitive place works. You cannot carry your gun in any other place which the carrying of a firearm is prohibited by statute or rule or regulation promulgated by a federal or state agency. Good thing they threw in that general all-purpose weasel clause to include everything under the sun that was ever promulgated by a state or federal agency. How the hell are we supposed to know that?
But there it is. So make sure you know every single rule, reg, statute ever promulgated by any agency over guns so you can stay in conformance with that last provision. Let me also talk to you just about transporting in a vehicle. New Jersey did prohibit transporting your handgun in a vehicle. Even though you had a carry permit, you still couldn't have it loaded, concealed on your person. We called that law the Carjacker Protection Bill. That has been blocked by the court. It is still blocked by the court. You can carry your gun in your vehicle, concealed on your person, loaded, and protect yourself in your vehicle and your and the occupants and your family in your vehicle. It is not a prohibited place. You're allowed to do it. So that one is still enjoined by the courts. Now, you cannot leave your handgun outside of your immediate possession or control within a parked vehicle. It has to be unloaded and contained in a closed and securely fastened case, not visible from the outside. The same as if you're going to end up in a prohibited place. If you're in the parking area, you are allowed to put the handgun unloaded and contained in a closed and securely fastened case, gun box unloaded in the trunk or storage area of the vehicle. You can store it in a lockbox out of plain view. Listen, the simple best way to handle all those situations is this. You, if you're going to, you've gone through all this to get your carry license. You've gone through the training of the gun. Get the car gun safe. They're less than 50 bucks. They have a cable. They wrap around the base of the seat. Secure your handgun unloaded in the locking car gun safe. It's now unloaded. Slide the little box under the seat after you've secured it, locked in its container. That's what responsible gun owners do. You don't want your gun stolen. You want to make sure that you're within the law. Come on, let's just do the right thing here and secure your handgun in this manner, not just in a closed and fastened case out of view, but use the car gun safe. Really protect your gun, protect your gun rights. Be responsible here. That's my strong suggestion to do that. This is what New Jersey has wrought upon us in their hissy fit after the Bruin decision. We're currently battling it, as I said. It's an ongoing fight, but these are exciting times. I know we will win. I want to mention to you about what I'm calling the gun owner fuck-up of the week. And this week, I want to just point out that what I'm going to tell you here is based on real cases, real people that have had these actual problems, and not just once. And when I start seeing this happen, I'm like scratching my head. So this week's tip is this. When you are filling out a gun application, 
and it asks for references, make sure you clear it with the references before you put their names down. It's amazing. People just put references down, never asking them if they'd be willing to be a reference on a, on, uh, for a gun, never asking if they have issues about being a reference for the gun, if they'd have any problem in saying that you're fine to have a gun. Make sure your references are on board and they are in support of you because if you fail to do that, then you get denied for your references and it just astounds me that people call me because he didn't do that. So don't make that mistake. Make sure your references are solid. They know that they're going to be contacted and that they support your application for a firearm. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws do not protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest Citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing Evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.